Hello, welcome to Tales from the Albright, a podcast by the Scranton Public Library. Today we are starting our new series on the history of the other libraries in Lackawanna County. This will be an ongoing series until I hopefully cover all of them. And today we are at North Pocono. We are here with Justine and Chris, if you want to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Justine Yeager. I'm the library director here at the North Pocono Public Library. And I'm Chris Kelly, the development director here at the library since early 2020. The first mention of a potential library for North Pocono that I could find was mentioned in the Community News, which was an insert in the November 21st, 1984 edition of the Scranton Times. Ann Smith, who was president of the Moscow Business and Professional Association, was in discussion with the Lackawanna County Library Board to get funding for a North Pocono library branch to be established in a former state liquor store building that had become available. She had a desire to see a community library about the size of Taylor or Dalton's library for the area. Previous to that, the bookmobile, which is run through the Scranton Public Library, would make stops in the North Pocono area twice a month, and that was not enough to meet the needs of the community at that time. In order for the library plan to work, the community needed to raise about $10,000 by December 15th, and the original article was published in November. So it was a very quick fundraising plan. And the fund was established at the Moscow branch of the Penn Security Bank and Trust Company. People were able to donate money to the bank under the title of the Moscow Library Fund or contact Anne directly for more information about where to donate physical items. An open forum to answer community questions was held and many people in the community wanted to know why the library was being placed in Moscow instead of a different town. And the reason was there was a vacant building and the rent was pretty cheap considerably. And others wished for the name to be changed to the North Pocono Library as it was then referred to as the Moscow Public Library, which obviously happened. (laughs) They also wanted to know what costs there would be to join and use the library, which was free. The community was also concerned by the deadline of December 15th because it was so soon. It had been set because the Lackawanna County Library Board had a meeting on January 7th to determine funding allocations for the library system the next year. And if the library did not have their funding goals met by that time, they would have to wait until 1986 for the establishment of a library. By December 12th of 1984, the Moscow Library Fund had raised $11,000, surpassing its goal before the deadline. People were still encouraged to donate funds so the library could meet the Pennsylvania State Library standards before the projected two-year timeline to open the library and get things moving quicker. The donations were seen as a strong community support, which would make the need for the library known and looked favorably upon by the countywide system. With the funding goal met, the group would begin clearing and organizing the new library space in the old liquor store starting in January. On January 24, 1985, it was reported that altogether the library fund had raised $17,000 for members of the community. In preparations for the new library, volunteers were sought for cleanup days to clear out the old building and change things so it would be suitable for a library. In the Scranton Times, it was reported that about 40 people had participated in the cleanup. And in the same article, 
It reported that the furniture had been purchased and utilities were being installed. The ribbon cutting for the North Pocono Library was April 8, 1985, at its location at 123 Van Brunt Street in Moscow. The Lackawanna County Library Association had officially approved the name change to the North Pocono Library. They also had a diagram of what the library setup was like with tables, bookshelves, and the children's area in the back were all included in the diagram with little circles and squares. It was reported that the library would have newspapers, magazines, story times, reading areas, and periodicals for people to access. The original hours were 12 to 8 on Tuesday and Thursday, 12 to 5 on Wednesday and Friday, and 9 to 3 on Saturdays. On June 4, 1985, the Scranton Times reported that the North Pocono Library directors had their first meeting. At this meeting, it said that the library had 1,500 hardcover books and 2,000 paperback books. Everything that they reported on seemed to be a success. And then I have something fun that I found. In October 6, 1985, there was a unique advertisement for the library in the Scrantonian. Mrs. George Lukey Sr. had written to the paper requesting a recipe for marzipan, and many people replied. The reply that was selected, however, was sent by Ann Smith, who was responsible for the library being set up, and a library board member. The article contained a quote from Ann, which read, I am enclosing a marzipan recipe from the Joy of Jello book. I would like to suggest that readers make use of their local library whenever a special recipe is sought. It is no problem when the book is known, such as in Miss Lukey's situation. She can go to her library and use the library photostat machine, just as I did in obtaining this one from the North Pocono Library. We are only four months old, but we are very proud of our collection. If we did not have this book, we would request it from another library. (laughs) Got to pitch the library services from day one. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, no, that's that's a really great recap. That's a really great recap. And we, I, yeah. I want to say we even can find um, some of our old documents that say like the Moscow Library mm-hmm. before it had the official name change. Yes. Um, but that's something uh, I, you know, I, I'm not original. I'm not from this community and I have noticed serving this community when they want to get it done, they get it done. There is yeah. no question. <laughs> there is no, there is only green lights all across the board and where if there if you don't see a green light they will make a green light mm-hmm. and that's very that's just true about the North Pocono community like and they they are definitely avid readers uh, and and library users and I love the part about the bookmobile I, I used to manage the Lackawanna County bookmobile not at that time by any means but um so Chris and I were talking about you know his growing up here and he <laughs> said you know I would go to the bookmobile prior to the library and as someone who's um, a big fan of the bookmobile that that warms my heart Mm -hmm. yeah and I'll just jump in and say you know I I love these podcasts I appreciate uh, you asking the North Pocono Library to participate in it and uh, it's been great for Jesse and I to um, last few years I've been working here get to know each other of course Mm -hmm. but also share my history with the bookmobile which uh, I do have vivid memories of my mom um, taking us over to the North Pocono High School at the time, um, and the bookmobile would pull up and we'd climb aboard and get our books and go home. So I was in high school. I graduated North Pocono in 1986. I was right about in high school when this Mm -hmm. uh, new library opened in downtown Moscow, and I was living in Springbrooks. That's where I grew up. So we um, we couldn't walk to Moscow. It was a little too far to walk. 
but we definitely would go to the bookmobile. Um, and then later uh, I learned more about the library and taking off in downtown Moscow. And it is kind of cool to kind of come full circle and now be working here yeah. <laughs> at the North Pocono Library in our new location. So very uh, interesting to be here and hear this, the things you just mentioned about the history mm-hmm. and how it all came to be. And uh, we do have a lot of this information. We do have some archives here. So I'm glad you got some new information. That was something, some of those were new things I didn't know. Mm -hmm. But we have uh, luckily a bin in our closet with a bunch of old uh, photos and scrapbooks. And there was some history that was saved Mm -hmm. luckily from those, especially from the 80s and 90s when it was first coming to be. Mm -hmm. And now we're really... uh, adamant about saving our history and archives now going forward. Because we're babies. My um, library career was spent at the Scranton Public Library. So, (laughs) you know, I don't have to tell you that building is, is, um, what, it was open to the public in 1893 or something like that. So, like, you know, out of, it's a lot of history. So I always feel like, you know, we're we're babies in the grand (laughs) scheme of things. We're 35, you know, we've been open to the public for 35 years. So, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was I like that recap mm-hmm. of everything yeah. coming up. And I do have more. <laughs> oh, there's more. But wait. <laughs> yeah. There's Please, more. Go right ahead. Okay. The next step for the North Pocono Library was to purchase the building that they currently occupied. The library was originally renting the former liquor store, but an opportunity presented itself to buy it for sixty five thousand in June of nineteen eighty six. This was a joint purchase between the library and the Lackawanna County Library System, and that would save the library about $1,200 each year in rent that they could then put the rest of that money towards purchase. Once it was purchased, discussions were held to design a new atrium, and they wanted it to look like a greenhouse to save energy and be more aesthetically pleasing. A push to modernize the library came in 1989, when it was reported that the North Pocono Public Library officials were hoping to gain access to a computer to connect to other state libraries. They were one of two libraries in the county that did not have one at this time, but they would like to have one for easier interlibrary loan communication. The article also gave a report that by 89, there were 26,000 books that circulated through the library. Now I'm kind of just skipping ahead to the new library, which is where we are now. <laughs> in the in between years, things such as replacing the roof of the old building and a recycling project happened when that library was open, but we're just moving right along to 2011 when planning started for the new library. It had outgrown the old location. A $250,000 redevelopment assistance capital program grant was sought to be in preparations for the new library. In 2008, a nine-acre location on the corner of Church Street and Union Mill Road was acquired as the first phase of the project. And then the entire library as a whole was expected to cost around $2.5 million. And the library turned to its community again to help fund its needs. On December 26, 2011, the Times Tribune reported that the funds for the North Pocono Public Library were acquired and the reality of the situation was kind of met with skepticism in the newspapers. Members of the community kind of didn't believe that a new library was going to be built because they said it had been discussed for almost 20 years but never happened. (laughs) But between the grant funding and fundraisers and community support, it did happen. And 
It was reported how badly the change was needed in an article that stated, Books are stacked on shelves. The weight of materials is causing wooden structures to sag in the middle. The narrow staff lounge has been invaded with supplies and books. A makeshift cubbyhole hidden by a piece of fabric contains miscellaneous things that have been put away to make space for books, using every inch of the former liquor and craft store. The groundbreaking for the new library was set for April 28, 2012. Fundraising for the building continued throughout the construction. The new library is six times larger than the old building, which allowed for the collection to expand, more rooms for programs, more space for the children's section, teen programs, and wireless internet. Essentially, everything would have more room to expand and provide better services to the community. A unique feature of the new library is the Reading Tree, which is a storyteller's chair created by Rachel Slick. It was placed in the children's section to use for story times. The old library closed for the last time on May 28, 2013. Today is the location of Jai Jerky, even though the Google Street Map view still shows it as the North Pocono <laughs> Public Library. It's true, people yeah. end up GPSing themselves there all the time. Mm -hmm. We're always, whenever somebody's here for the first time, we always tell them, okay, make sure you put in 13 Pink Church Street because some GPSs will take you to Van Brunt still. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On June 17th, 2013, the library officially opened. An advertisement for its grand opening was placed in the paper on June 15th, and it listed the events for the grand opening weekend that would take place. These included a wine and cheese gathering, a ribbon cutting ceremony, music, crafts, story times, and more. So that's essentially the whole history I have written Isn't up. that crazy? This library has been through so many eras in just 35 years. <laughs> what is a generation, like 25 years? So like... Literally, this library has been um, through a lot of, of changes, very good changes. Yes. I remember um, being a, a very little girl, and I, I did go to North Pocono uh, when it was on Van Brunt Street, and, and this the conditions described, <laughs> just books stacked on themselves and everywhere you could think of, it, that's, that's real. So when the um, previous director, you know, led the charge to get this, this building that we're in now built, it was, you know, very, very needed, um, not just from a space and collection standpoint, but like you said, the community itself, the community was ready um, to to really have their library serve in a, in a wider variety of ways and having the opportunity to do so with an, a, a newer building with that space. And of course, working in tandem with the Lackawanna County Library System. And yeah. ju just to jump in, you were mentioning I love statistics, and uh, you mentioned yeah. the size difference. And yeah, the the original building that you mentioned uh, was 1,800 square feet, and now we're in 8,400 square uh, square feet of uh, this new building. And it yeah. it was much needed, as you can see. I I've, I've looked at photos that we have in our collection. Mm -hmm. You can see it was bursting at the seams of the previous library. Just I can't yes. even imagine the way the staff have said they were squeezed in, and, and mm -hmm. the collection. Mm -hmm. I think you had to turn sideways to even walk through it with mm -hmm. another person. So we're so happy to be in this beautiful new facility. We just had our ninth anniversary on June seventeenth, mm -hmm. as you mentioned, 
And we consciously had a, a garden gala that day to kind of tie it all together. And that was the reason we had it that day, mm-hmm. because it was the ninth anniversary of opening. And next year, we're going to have a, have a bigger celebration on the 10th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. We'd love to celebrate our history. Mm-hmm. And we know we're relatively still young compared to some of the other libraries. Uh, but it, but it's great. We love our history. And um, people keep sharing photos. Um, we have a relatively new North Pocono Historical Society that's been meeting here at the library. Mm-hmm. And there's the president of that has gathered all these images that he keeps sending Justine and I, mm-hmm. and we add them to our collection because he's gathered them from other um, places that mm-hmm. are photos, a lot of them from those original 1980 years when we used to have the um, annual fundraiser they did back then and, and other special events. And it's kind of cool. One thing, when you mentioned the original building, the ribbon cutting for the original building mm-hmm. in 1985, there's a great photo of everybody standing in front of the building and the, literally the ribbon cutting happening. And my best friend, Brian Kemp, his father was the mayor of Moscow at the time. And he's standing there, of course, representing the town as the mayor and all these other dignitaries uh, cutting the ribbon. So it's kind of neat for person. I wasn't in the photo. I was wondering if I'd be in the photo, maybe, yeah. or my friend, but we weren't in the photo. Wouldn't that have been pretty cool? But But it's neat to talk about the history and the growth of this area and that we now serve the nine municipalities in the North Pocono area. And I think we are the biggest service area in the county. I'm pretty sure out of all of our libraries, North Pocono serves literally, geographically speaking, size-wise, the largest. Yeah, 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 we definitely have a lot of outlying areas. (laughs) Yeah, we're at easy access, like you said, right off the highway. Mm -hmm. We're on Church Street here, and it's uh, great. Luckily, we have a huge parking lot, and we can accommodate lots of people here. And people are now, post-pandemic, we kind of say, People are finding us again and coming back in, and we're getting big crowds of all age groups uh, coming through the doors. So I think that's yeah. exciting. It's nice to see people coming back, truly. Yes. So uh, people should definitely follow us on Facebook and Instagram because the first Thursday of every month, we do a throwback Thursday post with old timey <laughs> photos, whether that's, you know, um, fundraisers, there's one of the building um, being built old story times and programs and uh, people that were kids then as adults now love to see themselves in the pictures and we tell people tag yourself if you recognize (laughs) yourself yeah so definitely you know very supportive community Uh, all of our municipalities very supportive i do have like a few questions yeah okay do it um i know i didn't go into the garden in my research but do you want to talk about your garden program that you have here yeah, so we have, well, four gardens here now. Um, our, our giving garden, community garden, and this garden grows vegetables, some fruits, herbs, and um, all of those items get donated to the North Pocono Food Pantry. Um, to date, they've donated, I don't know if you have. Over 6,000 pounds. Over 6,000 pounds. Um, and they started in 2015, I think the group started. Um, and it's a mix of, of uh, master gardeners and just community volunteers. And uh, so we have the, the community slash giving garden. We have the pollinator garden in the back of the building that services pollinating creatures. So the butterflies are the big draw. And it's, we have the fun butterfly bench. Side note, visit us and take selfies in the butterfly bench. But also that that uh, garden helps with other pollinating creatures like bees. I would love to be able to list some more, but my pollinating uh, knowledge is not extensive. We have an apprentice garden where families from the community can come and uh, they have to uh, apply, they have to go through an application process 
because there's only two beds in that garden, but there's two families every year that get a chance to learn from our master gardeners and volunteers how to garden, um, how to grow various uh, items, vegetables, that kind of thing. And then one of our newest additions is a memorial garden for a former uh, employee here who passed away in 2018, Gail Shewitt, and there is a uh, garden in her memory that's all these gorgeous flowers. Uh, so, you know, we're just, we're we're really fortunate. The, the setting being set out here in, in nature, mm -hmm. like literally I, the woods are right there. I know I'm gesturing and people can't see that, yeah. you know, within, we're within feet or yards, I should say, of woods, but to be able to have the gardens as well. Mm -hmm. It really this 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 whole library, its property, is so unique in that. Yeah, and just to add to that, since I've been here, I knew they had the gardens mm -hmm. when I came here, but now I've been working closely with the Garden Project volunteers. There's about forty of them, mm -hmm. and many of them are master gardeners, Penn State certified master gardeners, so they know what they're doing. <laughs> and uh, they uh, also invite anybody to volunteer all the time. Every year they have new volunteers, and it's wonderful with all the gardens Justine just mentioned that they take care of. But the biggest, most important thing is they give the produce that comes out of the main garden to the food pantry. And that's going to keep going about a thousand pounds a year now. Yeah. They're averaging um, in the growing season is happening right around now. So it's really fun. We invite anybody, the public to come yes. and see it and okay. not only come in the library, we'd love to see them in the library, but if you just kind of go around to the side of the building, it's right there. You see the garden and we love when families come and see it and look at it with their children yeah. and explore the property. And that's what makes our library, once again, truly unique mm -hmm. that not only the inside, we're providing the materials and all the information that people uh, need, but also so just some outdoor education and seeing the gardens and roaming the property, seeing all the various gardens. And um, and also we just tied that into our main fundraising too with this garden gal I mentioned. That's why we kind of had that and uh, we couldn't have done it without the support of the garden project. Half the committee was members of that group because they were helping promote their gardens and for more volunteers and awareness. Um, so it was nice that they helped us raise additional funds to help pay down our debt that was mentioned earlier. Yeah. We still owe quite a bit on this beautiful building and property. Uh, but we have some big plans in the future. We, um, you know, we have some ideas for the nine acres that we mentioned. Mm -hmm. Not only the gardens that we have, but there's opportunities to maybe expand, do more things on the nine acres that we have that surround the library. And that makes us truly unique, we think, in the county, maybe the state, that have this really interesting property that we want people to come visit and see and be educated as well um, and then hopefully wander inside and take advantage of the library yeah we definitely offer that opportunity for education during the summer quest months so mm -hmm. our summer reading program what mid-june through mid-august during that time every year every tuesday our uh, garden members do programming for the kids and the series is called kids dig it like you dig a garden yeah, yeah. and uh so the the kids will come and they get uh, a story time um with with our children's person elizabeth uh, tar so miss elizabeth reads them a story and then they go out into the garden and they have a program with our gardeners that addresses um elements of the story and so they they can do a practical application a good example is there's a week that deals with strawberries so they'll get a story about strawberries and then they go to the garden and the gardeners not only teach the kids about how to grow strawberries, but they even get to pick some strawberries yeah. <laughs> and go home with that or, you know, eat it on the spot, which is what I would do. Um, and so every week there's a theme 
um, that happens for story time and then a practical application in in the garden itself so we it's it's awesome and we're so we're so fortunate to have that that element where you know we we're able to facilitate education and you know feeding the community as well with through the food pantry are there any programs that you'd like to mention that are coming up the fall all the programs keep an eye on the calendars (laughs) um I'm blanking on anything in particular other than just the usual awesomeness that, that gets <laughs> planned for kids and adults. Yeah, just like Getty Library, you know, yeah. uh, each season, uh, each month, there's always new programs and things. And even on my side, since I'm development director trying to raise funds, um, like Justine said, we have our um, August golf tournament, early August, August 8th. Uh, we just came off our garden gala. But things will come back around for your listeners if they listen to this next year or whatever that... Just keep an eye on our social media and our website mm-hmm. for upcoming programs and events. And uh, we love doing special events to invite people to the library. And obviously we need fundraising. You know, mm-hmm. we, we have the dedicated tax that we all know, you know, supports the libraries in Lackawanna County, which is wonderful. But because we have this beautiful building that was built less than 10 years ago, mm-hmm. we still have a sizable debt that we're trying to uh, pay down. We um, have a lot of special events that we'd love the community, not just North Pocono community, but anybody in like Wanna County or beyond to come and see our library and support us at one of our events and uh, you know help us and eventually we'll uh, get to burn the mortgage on this building and, uh, and truly have it here for generations to come. Cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything that I missed or that you would like to discuss? I just jump in that, you know, most libraries have friends of library groups, and we have a wonderful group. They're relatively young, you know, six, seven years mm-hmm. old, um, so they're still kind of getting started and finding their way, but we invite listeners and the community to join that if they have an interest in the library um, and want to learn more about participating. It's a great way to volunteer your time, as little as you want or as more, much as you like, to help the group that really supports library in many ways. Most Friends groups are known for their book sale, and just about every library has a book sale, of course, and that raises additional funds. And our group does one in October, so uh, keep an eye out for uh, mid to late October. They're going to have a book sale here in the community room, mm-hmm. and um, the friends collect all the books, usually for a few weeks beforehand, and then try and sell as many as they can. Um, and that's a great way that for the community to get some great books at a cheap price mm-hmm. to add to their personal library at home. And where can people contact you or contact the library in general? Okay, so we're North Pocono Public Library, all one word on Facebook, North Pocono Public Library, all one word on Instagram, at North Pocono LIB on Twitter. We have a YouTube channel. We're on LinkedIn. Just search for the library, North Pocono Public Library on both of those. Um, You can see us on the website at lclshome.org slash north. Give us a call, 570-842-4700. So there's lots of ways that you can find us. Oh, okay, yes, and our hours. We're here Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Friday and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. We are closed on Sunday. Well, thank you for agreeing to thank be on the you. podcast. This is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of fun. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, or anything at all, feel free to contact me at aloney at albright.org. That is A-L-O-N-E-Y at albright.org. 
or feel free to call the Scranton Public Library at 570-348-3000. Thank you. Thank you.